Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everybody, we took this week off, but we're going to share one of our classic episodes. Enjoy. Okay, everyone, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2 podcast uh, with uh, your host, that is me, Michael E. Cullen II, and my co-host, as always, is Matthew Haas. Hello. That was very assertive. Good to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. Hello, audience. They, I think they heard you the glad first time. Glad you're here. They, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting used to this. Okay, Matt. We're good. Okay, anyways, <laughs> today on the show, we're going to continue our little delve into uh, direct-to-video sequels to uh, more popular films. Um, this time, we're talking about the third movie in a series, in a trilogy of movies in the Honey brand. No, I'm not talking about the honey, like the movie with dancing and Jessica Alba and whatnot. I'm talking about honey. I shrunk the kids. Okay, so that's the series we're talking talking about. Uh, it was followed theatrically by the movie Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And then Disney decided, hey, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid didn't do as good in the theaters as we hoped it would. So we're going to uh, take a little break. And then a few years later, they decided to release direct-to-DVD or VHS at the time in 1997. Honey, we shrunk ourselves because why not? Wayne Zielinski, played by Rick Moranis, is such a brilliant, brilliant scientist that not only did he shrink his kids once, he then went on to blow up his other kid. Not explosives. No, 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 but make, made him big. Yeah. And then, after that, was so smart that he shrunk himself, his brother, his wife, and his sister-in-law. Very smart, right, Matt? Yeah, all, all, all of this, mind you, because he was trying to shrink a Tiki Man statue that was 
yes, an ice in this one, house. yes. And and then he accidentally um, shrunk his brother and him. And it's funny because his brother literally even says, "I think the thing's powering up again." He goes, "Oh no, it's not happening." So yeah, it's like he's, he's very smart. Very smart. I actually would um, add a subtitle to this movie: "Cut Honey, We Shrunk Our Paychecks." Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, we, we shrunk the paycheck for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, for everyone involved. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the brass tacks here for this. All okay, right. all right. So, like I said, it was a 1997 direct-to-video sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. It is the third and final installment in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids trilogy. Um, it's also the date, the directorial debut of cinematographer Dean Kundi or Kundi I don't know how you say his last name but it's C-U-N-D-E-Y I've heard it pronounced both ways anyways he is known as the cinematographer for films like Halloween and other uh, John Carpenter films and um, a lot of really good cinematography and films I can't remember off the top of my head a lot of them let me let me see if we can find here really quick what else he's done he's uh yeah, he's done a lot of collaborations with uh, John Carpenter, Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis. He was the he, he won an Academy Award for Best Cinematographer c- Cinematography for his work on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Rad, Roger Rabbit. Hmm. I can't talk. <laughs> um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Um, and he's been nominated like various times. He's now seventy two years old. Um, I don't know. So that would have made him in his fifties back then when we when he did this film he's you know really good cinematographer but uh ray stella the cinematographer of this film not quite sure if he's as good as dean kundi but you know he might be okay now but this is the only thing i can find that he did Hmm. so um it was obviously shot it was shot direct for direct uh Direct to video, so it was shot in uh, the old school. Okay, here, here you go, kids. If you didn't know this, back in the day, televisions were square and not rectangle. Right. So, if you didn't know that, the the aspect ratio of a screen would be more square at a four a four by three as opposed to the you know 1080p and the 720p and all that stuff that we're used to nowadays. <clears throat> And the you know one by one and all that uh, different things you know there there was different um different aspect ratio back then that would fit your television so this as this was made basically directly for VHS at the time because not a lot of people had DVDs even in 1997 right um it was made in a TV format as opposed to the other two films which are in you know a cinema format which is more rectangular so if you do end up watching this which I recommend you do before you listen to this. So if you haven't watched it yet, stop the podcast right now, and we can wait for them, right, Matt? For the whole movie? Yeah, we're just going to wait here for like a couple hours. Uh, the movie's actually quite short. It's, it's only, actually it's like 75 like a, minutes. It's, yeah, it's, so, it's so it's really fast. Short for so, a movie. So um, I tell you what, folks. We're not actually going to wait for you. We're just going to you know let you pause this. Yeah. You can come back to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll still be here. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I you really should not listen to our podcast first. <laughs> I mean, for, for honey, uh, unless unless you never plan to watch. This I mean, yeah, movie. I guess you can listen to us rant about it. I mean, it's yeah. not that great of a movie, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's your 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 life is not going to be 
greatly enhanced no. by watching this. Either Anyways. way, whatsoever, <laughs> it's, you're gonna be ambivalent at best. Yeah, I mean, it's ki- it's kind of like you know, you know how they always say like if you have Chinese food and then like an hour later you're hungry. Mm. That's kind of how it felt after watching this movie. Yeah, me too. I wasn't that much like culturally fulfilled. I was like, yeah, eh, like, well, I you know, now. I almost wanted to go back and watch the original. Yeah, um, <laughs> just to feel a little bit better, but I didn't. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, I digress. That's a, a good, lot. That, well, that's a good. Uh, that's a good explanation for the yeah. for the younger listeners because they might not know. Like, like for example, that's why if you're wa- if you watch like old TV shows like on Netflix, and yeah. it's all like a square. That's the reason why you get why the black bars on the side of it. That's the reason yeah. why is because if you notice too, you might watch a show that started off like that, like Scrubs, for example, and then you moved, in, for the moved first into season, uh, wider screen format. Yeah, in the first season it's square and I think by the third season everything is is um full like it, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Scrubs was actually one of the first shows to ever shoot in HD. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Little randomness. That's cool. So yeah, Anyways, that's a yeah. good explanation so, yeah. though, for about about that. Um so uh okay, so let's get to the get to the plot here. Um first off, um Maybe maybe we should talk about who stars in this movie first. Okay, the only returning actor from any of the previous films is Rick Moranis as Wayne Zelinsky, a scientist at Zelinsky Labs, which he now owns. Um, before he was like uh, worked for somebody in the other films. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the other two, honestly. So, and I honestly don't really care for the second one at all. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I actually like this one better than the second one, which weird maybe i just like it when you shrink things i don't really like it when you make things big yeah um but uh okay rick moranis was there um you also have uh his his wife is returning but she looks different in the uh in the first uh first movie um she was played by uh marcia strassman and in the second movie as well and now she's played by eve gordon i'm not sure Maybe part of that shrinking paycheck thing. They couldn't afford Marsha Strassman anymore. I don't know. Eve Gordon's done a lot of stuff, too. But prior to this, she really hadn't done much. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I sadly, this was when we are at a time where the uh, what they call the Brechtel test, which you would put onto a film to register how great the uh, female characters in a uh, in a story are you know you can put that on a film or a book or anything like that basically how strong they are and stuff like that back then pretty much women were regulated to wives and girlfriends okay sadly so unfortunately the character of diane is pretty just interchangeable you could make you could put any actress in the role and it really wouldn't matter she's a little stronger in this movie i think than the other ones i mean she was always kind of a strong character but Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know (laughs) i'm just saying that it kind of sucks that they recast her because I I like continuity, but <laughs> what do you gotta do? I mean, direct yeah. the video. You could say though that this movie about being shrunk blew up her career because he said she didn't do much before this movie. So and then later on she did a bunch of stuff. I was trying to do. A- All right, we're done, folks. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm no longer doing podcasts. <laughs> No, I'm joking. Anyways, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, that that you know, I I I, I think your uh, your your sense of humor is growing. Ooh. That was bad. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, okay, so so then we also have the character of Adam returning, who is the son that they blew up in the second movie. You know, made big, not oh, blew up. Right. Um, I hated that title. It's a weird yeah. title, yeah. Um, but I guess it is kind of like blowing up, like when you blow up a balloon, right. more, more than when you like blow up a building. Um, the uh, th- this time he is he's now played as a preteen by Bug Hall, who uh, kids and adults alike might know from the uh, Little Rascals movie that they made in the nineties. He played uh, he played uh, Alfalfa. Obviously, he's not the original Alfalfa, but um, because he died a long time ago <laughs> under mysterious circumstances. Anyways, um. <laughs> We'll get into that some other time. <laughs> the uh, so so basically, let's get to the plot here, Matt. Do you know? Do you do you remember much of the plot? Like, have you tried to explain this uh, to us? Basically, I think it was like he's um uh, yeah he's got his own lab now and he's was um supposed to be doing this conference or doing this big presentation and didn't didn't really go so well. And then his his wife was had a like a vacation scheduled, and she was gonna go with um, with her uh, sister in law. With her sister in law, and he was basically gonna watch hmm. the kids. That was the plan, at least. And then uh, she demanded that he get rid of his tiki man statue because it was such an eyesore while she was gone. So then he got the idea to shrink it so that he could have it because he believed it was like a good luck charm to him and he wanted to respect the religious nature of it so he didn't want to just get rid of it so he shrunk it and that worked but then his brother was there too or something and his brother works at the company yeah his brother works yeah and then his brother was there told him not to do it because they were actually he was actually forbidden to use that machine yeah. again by like the fda which is but that, there, there was a there was a committee that involved the fda and his wife which i'm not sure what the food and drug administration has to do with the shrinking machine i don't know why i think they, it was the fda i don't know maybe it was some other well they said fda did they say fda it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me why would they would have any regulation over a shrinking machine it's got nothing to do with food or drugs but whatever unless you're shrinking food and drugs but why would you do- <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Here, I'm going to shrink my food and make it. Well, like I think one of his ideas, I think his original idea for the machine in the first movie, if I'm remembering correctly, was something about the fact that he could uh, enlarge the size of food. Oh, okay. With it, um, even though it was a shrinking ray, but I guess it was, it was a size ray thing, and he could make. And maybe that was in the second movie or something like that, where you could take like a watermelon and make it really huge, and then a lot of people could have watermelon. Okay, I got you. you. Know, so or, that, that way yeah. you would have to spend less money on food. Okay, all yeah, right. that makes sense. All mm-hmm. right, I guess that makes sense why the FDA was telling them they can't do it. Okay, yeah. so his brother says no, don't do it, but he does it anyway. He's like, oh wow, it works. So they're you know they're like all excited about it, you know, trying to find you know the tiki man because it was so tiny. And then they were right in the, you know, the square area where the machine shoots at. And then, you know, his brother says literally, oh, I think it's powering up again. Because you can quite quite clearly hear, hear it. it's powering up. It makes the same exact sound as it does right before it shoots something. And then Rick Moranis' character, a genius, by the way, supposedly. Oh, no, it won't It won't do anything unless you hit the button. It seems like he's stupider by each movie. He does. He gets dumber by each button. And then... um. And then, like, just conveniently, there's, like, a bunch of, you know, billiard balls that are just 
by the area and it has got this little lever that or something yeah, it's like, like a croquet mallet gets knocked over and knocks one of the knocks one of the balls onto the machine yeah and then it sets off the button the machine looks different by the way oh, than really? it did in the other movies it didn't have that whole little rube goldberg sort of uh <laughs> um apparatus on the top that the uh that that seemed to fit a uh fit a billiard ball perfectly so it could go down and hit the button to turn it on right it just seemed like very convenient yeah very Hmm. or inconvenient yes for that matter but uh yeah so basically i mean what you're saying then then they 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 end up shrunk the um diane and uh her sister-in-law patty played by robin bartlett from uh, mad about you among other things um come back from uh they're on their way to their vacation they come back because they because okay first off the reason that they were running late to begin with okay i I just want to i want to point this out the reason that patty and gordon who is uh played by Stuart pankin who is known to a lot of kids for being the the voice of uh of um the father on the dinosaurs um tv series (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> known to a lot of kids, yes. Yes. It's a, a very of, popular show. Known to a lot of kids in their 30s and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyways. The, the um... <laughs> the, um... Anyways, he, they were running late to get there because the idea was that, uh, you know, um, Gordon and Wayne were going to watch, uh, watch the kids for the weekend. And, uh, Patty and Gordon have two kids as well. Jenny, played by Smallville's Allison Mack, and uh, mm. Mitch, played by uh, an actor named Jake Richardson. And uh, they, um... anyways, Mitch has this issue where he—I can't remember the name of the issue, but it's something where he has uh, low potassium. Yeah, and he needs to take medicine for it, or he'll die. Wow. They basically say that. He will die if he doesn't take this medicine or get the right amount of potassium that he needs. I didn't know you could die from lack of potassium. I don't. I'm just. I'm just saying what they no, said. I in the can movie. tell you. You get yeah. sick and get tired. Sure, but yeah. I didn't know you. Could but die I guess. He, I guess he could die because it's you know if he goes into a coma that or low, something. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, so they come back because of the first first when they, when they arrived at the house to go to go on this vacation that Patty and Diane are going on, the reason that they're running late. And uh, overreacting Patty, because Patty just seems to be nervous about everything. Yeah, she's very anxious. Yeah. The reason she was running late is because they almost forgot Mitch's medicine. That's why they were running late to get to to, to Wayne's house. Then they left it in the car. And then they left it in the car, even though that was the reason she was running late. In the first place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I would make sure after that. But but then, you know, we wouldn't have a plot. Right. (laughs) Right. So they had to go back to get to get to to leave the medicine yeah. there, and in the meantime, uh, the kids are gone because they uh, because they think that they're left alone. Because at this point, they found money for pizza, and they heard a message that Wayne had left earlier about going to see a, a some kind of spaceship launch or something. Okay, yeah, that's right. They went so, to buy so, snacks and stuff. So they right? went to buy snacks and stuff with the pizza, and then. And then uh, Jenny uh, decides to invite a bunch of her girlfriends over. Who? It's really weird if you listen to the phone call at that point. 
the girl on the other line, you can actually hear what she's saying. And I had to rewind it a couple times to listen to this. But she says, something about you'll never believe my underwear. Uh, Which is really weird for a couple of 12-year-olds to be talking about. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. I listened to it and I was like, did I hear her just say did underwear? Did she actually say that? On the other line. That's you'll what it said. You'll never believe my underwear. Or something of that nature. I don't that's know the weird. exact line, but it was something about her underwear. And I just found that really kind of creepy. I, uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> maybe it was something that was like inside joke or something. I don't know. Or foreshadowing to the future of Alice and Max's life. Anyways, maybe, um, maybe. <laughs> we'll, good, we'll good. get into that in a little bit yeah. here. Yeah. Um, That's the real agenda of this podcast. Yes. Is to launch into something else. <laughs> but anyways. The, <laughs> the, um, but anyways, they decide to have, you know, this party or whatever. But in the in the meantime, um, they leave. They the the the, the wives come back. Um, they say, oh, the kids will know we're here because. The car's in the driveway, mm-hmm. but uh, because Patty's so. Um, I don't know, uh, has, has a lot of neuroses and stuff, she uh, decides to uh, normally she puts blocks behind the car because she's afraid of something with the parking brake mm. not happening the car of course she forgets to put the parking brake on there the car goes Ooh. yeah this time she forgets to put the brake the one time yeah and, and the, then and the car but the, the car goes into the neighbor's yard which is still right in we, front of the kids as they're coming back right in, but that's the other thing okay there's no car in the the part the driveway fine the car is literally in across the street's driveway facing them yeah at, at but, but point, the kids the kids are like out. skating right in well, front of it from the when they're coming back from the carryout or wherever they got their snacks and yeah shit. they didn't even see that and my point is though is that <laughs> at what point someone's gonna look out the window at some point and they're gonna see hey what's my mom's car just skating? doing yeah uh, unless no. unless everybody has a station wagon that looks exactly I like guess. that yeah. but um but anyways but when they when they came back when they came back they put the medicine on the counter in front of the uh, very strategically placed uh, um, trick cereal box that is like advertising, yeah. like there's just so much product placement. Oh in this yeah, movie I know. That it's it's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I guess they got all they got like uh, General Mills and some other people to donate a lot of money to this movie so they could actually have a little bit bigger budget. Yeah, I just imagine this movie with a lower budget than what it already had. Right. I mean, mind you, I would love to have the budget they had for this movie. I could make a decent movie. Yeah, now. but um the. <laughs> But anyways, so, so they go up and they're looking for they're looking for Wayne and Gordon, and they get shrunk. They get shrunk. I forgot how do they get shrunk? Well, well, uh, another one of those billiard balls falls. Are you kidding me? No, I forgot about. That. Yeah, so the same exact thing same exact happened. thing oh happened. God, but why? What what made I, it fall? I, like, I guess the the machine getting to critical mass would shake the oh, shake okay. the building, and then it knocks off one of these billiard balls that's near the. Uh, Near a croquet mallet of some Why sort. Why did he even have those near? I don't even get it. Was he playing I with the croquet mallet while he was doing stuff? With I, I mean, whenever I have a shrinking machine, <laughs> I always you know make sure that I have a shelf right near it with billiard balls on it. It's <laughs> just this weird thing that us scientists like to do. Yeah, I'm a scientist, by the way. Did you I know keep that? saying no. billiard balls. They're croquet balls, right? They're, they're probably croquet uh, balls, but they look I like... Keep... They look, they look, I, I couldn't tell, though, if they were croquet, because I never played croquet. It's but just they, like a... Yeah, the balls, but I think they're pretty similar balls, anyways. They're like, yeah. whatever. I, but I, but I, whatever, I just, whatever kind of balls they were, yeah. 
you got to keep those near your near your shrinking machine. Well, you know, it's 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 required by federal law. Yeah. In movies, no, and right. I don't know why the hell they were there. So the same thing happens. To they them. get shrunk. Okay, wow. And then Diane gets mad because she realizes that Wayne was just using he was using the machine even though he wasn't supposed to to shrink the freaking tiki man. Right, because that was right. She there. was mad about this tiki man. Right. Uh, my thing is it's like let the dude have some fun he wants a tiki I know. man it's like let him have something stupid that he like i mean it's not stupid but just the way it looks dumb in a house like that just sitting there but so yeah so what happens then i forgot they they have to they're trying to find they they, they climb up a wicker chair um, i forgot for what reason oh to let the kids know they're shrunk yeah and to try, try to get outside and they they get down they they take a fishing fishing line down to the next floor right and then they end up in um in adam's bedroom okay yeah now i remember and uh and then they find the sports illustrated magazine yeah like the the kids come in there and they're looking at a magazine and it's kind of almost implied that they're looking at something like playboy or something right or like even a sports illustrated swimsuit issue but it was actually sports illustrated just, for kids just regular but, but, the, but the way the kids yeah. were getting excited was almost like they were like "Ooh, look at these dirty pictures yeah i know and then you know it's like a picture with some basketball player some. on the front I think it was it was it was either like Shaq or Michael Jordan or somebody on the cover, you know, whoever was popular right. at that time. But it's just <laughs> and that was because um, Rick Moranis' character's son wanted to play baseball and sports. He wasn't really yeah. as into science. He wanted to go dad. to baseball camp instead of science camp. And his dad was like, "Well, you know, no, you love science. Like, yeah. I, I gotta make you do what I like. Just mm-hmm. you know, just as you know." Which is nothing like he was in the other movies because he seemed to be very supportive oh, of really? his kids. In my opinion, it just. Yeah. I, I watched him not too long ago, but it's still been a while. But anyways. So, yeah, they find that, and then they go downstairs. They find themselves in the kitchen at some point. And I, I'm yeah, I mean, something. there's, there's, well, well oh, they, oh, they, they, they get down through the, they're riding in a, in another uh, product placement, a Hot Wheels car. That's right, the Hot Wheels car. <laughs> down, down on, on this uh, Hot Wheels track where there's very, as they're going down this Hot Wheels track, which ends up being kind of like riding a, uh, you know, like a roller like a coaster, coaster yeah. for them, they uh, there's some there's some inconsistencies where the background is actually what's in the front of them. Oh, there's there's just different like they. <laughs> wow. It, it there, there there's some in, inconsistencies there, um, but anyways, they end up flying the laundry chute down into a laundry basket in the uh, in the basement and. They had these like orthodon orth- orthodontic like rubber bands around their uh, around them to protect themselves inside the car, that just totally disappeared and never appear again. Mm. <laughs> just I just had to point that out because wow. there's different um you know I I can go through a lot of the mistakes later on in this talk, you know this is very important folks yeah very important to point out all these mistakes <laughs> yeah um the uh but yeah they they end up there and they go through a bunch of you know crap where they're trying to including crap of roach crap and yeah, they, oh, that's right yeah, i remember they, that and they uh, i don't know they they just they had to escape the roach because yeah and then i know at one point they end up I, back upstairs because they're in the um 
that's where they find the roach, I think, is upstairs because they end up back upstairs because the kids bring the laundry up. Oh, yeah, okay. Because, you know, kids are actually doing something. Like, my, my thing is, is you've got a bunch of kids coming over. The last thing I'm thinking about is grabbing the laundry like laundry, basket. those are very good kids that are doing chores <laughs> while their parents aren't even home. Wow. Yeah. But but they but they had already made like a like like, like a chili volcano and stuff. That's like right. That. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. So what happens? They get separate. At some point, they separate voluntarily. Yeah. Right? They, they yeah they they take a they the way they get down back downstairs is through a uh, there's a bubble machine that one of the girls because these girls come over. Oh yeah. That are right. that are friends of Jenny's to have a little slumber party sort of thing. These girls, including one of them who is uh, played by Mila, a uh, very very young Mila Kunis. Yeah. Prior to that '70s show, yeah. um, she plays her friend Jill. Anyways, <laughs> the uh, they—I don't know—they—they—they they, they, one of the girls brings a bubble machine because you know no party is complete without a bubble no, machine. No, it's not. And they it really they, isn't. Yeah, no, I mean every party I've ever been to, and there isn't a bubble machine. I walk right out. I mean, I would. Yeah, I I, I walk right into the house and I'm like, hey, do you have a bubble machine? They say no. They say no, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. They're they're like, hey, we got a live band. I was like, I don't care. No bubble machine. (laughs) I'm not staying. Right. Like, we got all the food you want and everything. Nope. Nope. No bubble machine. I'm not staying. It did look pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looked like a really. I'm being serious here. I I mean, I never stay at parties without bubble machines. You know me. Yeah. I'm known as the bubble machine guy. (laughs) Anyways. uh... So they have this bubble machine. It's up on the stairway or something like that. And uh, the way that they get down is uh, Diane and Patty get into they, they they go into one of the bubbles. Yeah. Through the machine, and then they land safely onto the ground. Wayne and Gordon get into another bubble. I'm just not trying. I'm just, okay. Nothing against Gordon. He's a big dude. I can understand it holding the two kind of you know lighter weight women. Mm. But Gordon and Wayne. But they're so tiny, though. I guess it would. I mean, like, I don't know. It, the it, size it just of seems like, like ants or something yeah, like that. Just, I mean, I, I just don't even know if an ant could stay inside maybe of a not. bubble. I don't know how that works. I don't know the science behind this. Uh, it probably is no science behind it. It's probably yeah. just something they did. So yeah, they get end up almost getting into the fan, ceiling fan, right? Uh, it's it's like a chandelier. Or chandelier. Something. And they get and, and the bubble pops at the same point that somebody's walking by with a. Uh, a bowl of uh, onion dip. Oh yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, here and here's this funny line that's like such a sexist line in this movie. So they're like, "Oh well, don't worry, we'll be okay. It's just a bunch of teenage girls. How much can they eat?" Yeah. Like that's okay. So you're. Well, I don't know if that was necessarily anorexia to teenage no. girls that they can't eat. Like I don't know if that means that. I mean, I might just be because they're small. No, it means what I say. It means. Okay, it, it means it's it, sexist. It was a sexist we'll go with that. agenda. No, anyway, so no, they, because this movie has a, a very a, a, a very feminist we're agenda talk later. About this later. Okay. This is very ironic too. <laughs> yeah. Extremely okay. ironic. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that soon. I, I'm like itching to get to that part. All right, but so they of course dig into the dip and they're trying to make sure they don't get eaten. Yeah, it's very similar to, like, in the first movie, there was a scene where uh, Nikki was in um, a bowl of, like, Cheerios or something. And, oh, that's or, right. I remember or that. Odeos or something, because they didn't actually Odeos. use product names in that movie. But this one... They didn't need to. We, we, we have Honey Nut Cheerios. We have uh, Trix. We have Diet Coke. I mean, we have... It was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot. I think Cheetos <laughs> yeah. played a part at some point. We, we had, like, a like Save-On drugstore on the bottle for the kids' medicine. You know, everything. Right. We, we had... <laughs> 
I think Costco was in there too at one point. The Possibly. bag, I think, was yeah, might have been. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the uh, so they 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 end up in the in the dip. They end up being okay. The girls don't eat them, of course, because if they did, then the movie would just then end. They eat your parents. I mean, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. It's like, Mom, I ate Dad and Uncle Wayne. <laughs> the unfortunate turn. This is a, a went in the bad way. <laughs> so they get out, and then what was their next plan? Okay, their next plan was to do something with the stereo so they could make their voice. Yeah, they amplified. they 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 had the idea early on that they wanted to amplify the amplify their voices, and so they go over to the Sony stereo. Yeah, Sony, it's right. Yeah, and it then said it, Sony really big on it, right. but it was really small. But still. And at this point, a bunch of a couple oh, yeah. of guys, a teenagers, couple, some some boys, like about three or four boys, come over. Um, one of them is a boy that uh, Jenny had been dared earlier to call oh. and tell that she uh, thought he was cute, and somehow that just told him that he needed to come over to a party. Yeah, yeah and I don't even know how they knew where they were. Yeah, because it wasn't at Jenny's house. This was at Adam's house. That's and right. At Jenny's, wow. So I. I I, I guess maybe maybe I missed a line or maybe they line. just knew it's you know yeah but the the kids uh, Ricky King is the played by an actor named Jojo Adams oh. it's the only thing I know of him from is cool this movie name. yeah who had like a nice little uh, late nineties uh, girly hairstyle that we oh, all, yeah. that, that was, we all had back then that was very popular hair yeah stuff. <laughs> that sounds like a like a blues musician I could see him playing like a like an acoustic guitar. Jojo Adams Jojo tonight. Adams. Tonight in Chicago at the at the House some, of Blues something theater. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, Jojo Adams, if you're out there listening, Jojo, yeah. please contact yeah. us. I, I'd like to see what you're up to now. Now, man, I mean, you're, you're good in the movie. You played a jerk well. Yeah, I, I don't know to, if that's a compliment or not. I wanted to punch you in the face, even though you are were a kid. Yeah. So it worked. He's not a kid anymore. He's no, like in his thirties now. So we're good. Okay. Um. <laughs> This was twenty years ago. I know. <laughs> twenty twenty one years ago. I know. Um the uh so uh Ricky is pretty much a Ricky and his little friends are jerks to um Adam and Mitch. Yeah, because they're little kids. What are they doing here? Yeah. So oh yeah, we forgot to mention that I don't know where it is in here, but at one point Mitch almost dies. Oh, that's right, because the the moms, so they the women they, they separate they go to the kitchen because they're trying to get to make sure that the medication is uh, yeah. seen because it, it's like it somehow got hidden even though when they set it down they set it down on the counter in front of the in front of the trick cereal box mm-hmm. but somehow between that and when the kids ended up into the into the kitchen after they went to the carryout or the or the grocery store or wherever the hell they got their snacks um the bottle of medicine ended up in between the box of um, General Mills Trix cereal and the General Mills Honey Nut Cheerios box. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. General Mills. Yeah. If you wouldn't like to sponsor us, General Mills, we'd be more than happy to let you. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, contact me at all too real podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> all too real to podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, okay, so so they can't find the medicine. Um, Mitch sees the, sees his mom and his aunt like little, 
That's right. on the he counter. T- he tells him that, but he's, and, the, he's and then have, he faint, and then he faints. He's having an episode, so they think yeah. he was like hallucinating. Yeah, and then so he faints, and then um, Adam surprisingly remembers that uh, bananas have potassium in them, and so they feed him bananas, and somehow that saves his life. Oh yeah, I love this scene because because like, how did you know that? And he's like, oh well. I didn't say I did, never listened to my dad talking about science. I'm like, you had to listen to your. I learned that in health dad. class. I mean, like, I mean, I don't the know. The fact that you know bananas have potassium, that shouldn't have been learned because your dad is a scientific genius. For one thing, what does that have to do? Was he a food scientist? What does that have to do with. Well, the FDA was involved, uh, yeah, so I maybe he so. is a food scientist. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you. So anyway, so 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 anyways, I mean, I can't remember if that happened if if that scene happened before or after the scene we want to talk about. I don't remember. Well, no, it happened. It, was it before or after the boys left? Who knows? No, no, no. no it, oh, it had to. Oh, it had been before. Oh, it had to been before because the reason that they left was because of the Sony thing. The Sony, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, we're getting off track here. <laughs> so 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 the you know that happens. Um. Anyways, uh. Diane and Patty are still hanging out on the counter yeah. or whatever. And then um, we go back into the room with the kids at some point. Um, after, you know, Mitch is miraculously saved by the by, by Adam. And, by, like, two bites of a banana. Yeah. Which means, like, huh, maybe he doesn't need medicine at a store if it's just two bites of a banana can resurrect him and just yeah. give him bananas. I, I mean, I mean I don't know. I mean, this could be a serious disease that we don't know anything about. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. You're making fun of it. Yeah, I'm just like, saying. Really there could be somebody listening out there who really has this <laughs> right. issue and is happy that a movie addressed it. Exactly. I mean, I don't I don't want to belittle anything. Right, right. I'm, I'm just saying. My thing is, is like, because, but the other thing is, too, it's like, okay, there, there's a weird message in this movie, too, about, um, not a weird message, but there's like, okay, Mitch is like his way of being a badass is not taking his medicine. Yeah. I understand kids don't like to take medicine or something, but if it's going to save my life. Right. I would take it. Not really. I mean, and plus the thing is, it must have been something that he's done for years and he's just used to. But he says at one point, he's like, I don't even think I need it anymore. <laughs> because he all of a sudden is a doctor. And yeah. Knows he that he doesn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> It works too well. It means I can quit. <laughs> the medicine does its job. Which means that's the problem with a lot it. of people is like yeah. if the doctor says, hey, make sure you take this all the time, but you start feeling better and then you stop taking it because you're starting to feel better. But you feel better because you you're took taking it. it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just saying a lot of people do do that. And chicken I mean, that, and that, egg. Chicken yes. and egg. Uh-huh. Okay. So, 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 uh, um, all right. So at one point, um, Good old, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ricky King, played by JoJo Adams, yep. um, <laughs> decides to uh, decides to try to get it on get with with, uh, yeah. with Jenny. Yeah, he he tells her that he wants to talk to her in the kitchen. Yeah, alone. Because you know what wanting to talk to somebody in the kitchen means in a party. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually when I'm at a party, that just means. Oh, I mean, of course, it has to be a party with a bu- say, bubble you're, you're machine. You're not at much parties because most of them don't, don't have, have bubble, bubble machines. <laughs> but anytime they've been at a bubble machine and somebody wants to talk to me in the kitchen, yeah. it's usually just that somebody wants to talk to me in the kitchen. Anyways. About um, bubble machines. Yeah, about bubble yeah. machines. And, you know, usually, I mean, sometimes if I stay at a party that doesn't have bubble machines, they just want to 
pull me into the kitchen to ask me why I'm freaking out that we don't have bubble machines. Right. And they're like, Mike, you're going to have to leave because, you know, we're not going to get a bubble machine. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, but I need a damn bubble machine now. And then like, Mike, if, you know, it, if you want a bubble machine at the party, you should bring your own bubble machine. And I'm just like, I don't have a bubble machine. And then they're like, well, maybe you should solve that and maybe buy you yourself buy a bubble one. machine. And then you can bring a bubble machine to every party you go to. And then I'd be the bubble machine guy. Yeah. I should think I should look into that. You, you could be the bubble machine guy. Yes. I always wanted to be known for something. I just carry it around everywhere you go. Yeah. Like, here's my bubble machine. That's actually a good calling card. Yeah. You could be the bubble machine guy. You think I could guy. get women with that? Uh, probably not, but. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you create like a sort of, you know, legend for yourself, though, or a myth. You know, the bubble machine guy. He just goes around everywhere mm-hmm. he goes, takes a bubble machine. Just it's like, hey, everybody. Mike, the bubble machine guy, is here. Is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we're like really okay. So back to the party. Okay, they're in. The, they're in the kitchen, and uh, good old uh, Ricky King decides to uh, try to kiss uh, Jenny. Just lays on a big kiss on her. Totally. Yeah, and she pushes him away, and then it goes. And here's so this is so weird. This whole scene, surprise. Okay, so, like this whole like the whole nation has been like having like this conversation for the past two years about like consent what, yeah, the me what, too, what me consent too movement means never. i mean this whole like multifaceted debate like just even goes beyond like oh well you know they didn't say no so that means yes like no like like, like consent now has like meant like a very very specific like which is okay. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying yeah. is like this is like this is like the conversation that's been going on for like mm-hmm. two years. Okay, this exact conversation is tucked away in this 1997 direct Direct-to video, video Disney, Disney movie, and it's like, did they have a time machine? Did they come into like 2016 yeah. first and then go back and then? But I mean, because like like her 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 mom and her mom and uh, and and her aunt are watching her do this. Yeah. And they're, uh, you know, because they're little and they're on the counter. And she pushes him away and says, you know, basically no means no sort of thing. She doesn't, I don't know the exact dialogue. I can't remember it. But, you know, but they were really proud of her, you know. They're like, oh, you go, Jenny, you know. Well, what she said yeah. was, uh, you know, you didn't ask me if I wanted to be kissed. Yeah. It was very, so it was, it was very specific. Yeah. And he's language. like, oh, well, I didn't think I had to ask if you wanted to be kissed. And all this, and then, then, I mean, then, then he's something like you know other girls are like that or whatever, and then she's just basically like I'm not other well, girls. I'm not, yeah, I know yeah. I'm not one of them. And then so yeah. he gets all pissed off and leaves, and then yeah, and then they start him and his buddies start trashing the house then because mm-hmm. she rejected him as punishment. And let's go back to this uh, to the to this little Me Too scene. Oh yeah. Okay. We're here, going on detour here. Okay. This this is this is a nice detour. Okay. <laughs> if anyone has seen the news since like October of 2017 until now. You've probably heard of Nexium, not the heartburn medicine, no. you know. And I don't think that's related at all to Mitch's medicine at all. No. no. And it was okay. The the um Nexium is N X I V M is how it's spelled. It is a uh it is a business success program started by Keith Raniere. And uh, it's basically a cult. And one of its prominent members uh, slash kind of leaders in the cult is Allison Mack, who played 
Jenny Zielinski in this movie. And uh, Miss Mack, as I will now refer to her, has allegedly, I'm going to emphasize allegedly because I don't want to get sued. Oh, yeah, and by the way, it's allegedly a cult. I didn't say allegedly earlier. I meant to say oh. it, and I'm going to say it now to cover my ass. Anyways, uh, <laughs> allegedly, she has been part of this cult and started a cult within the cult for women. It's supposed to be for women empowerment called DOS, which uh, the uh, actual name of the uh, thing translates loosely into something about... Uh, um, master slave um, submission or something of that nature Whoa. from the original Latin that it was in, not DOS, but the what DOS is a you know an acronym for. Um, the uh, but anyways, they basically a sex cult, allegedly, that uh, that have allegedly um, been starving women to. Uh, make them uh, perform sexual acts for Keith Raniere as well as uh, allegedly being branded mm. near their genitals by a cottering iron without any kind of anesthetic in a room in a ceremony mm. where you can smell the, the where, where the other women in the room were wearing masks because they could smell the flesh burning wow. on these women i mean well, uh, uh, you know a brand i mean iron you know yeah i mean I and, it, and, 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 and it's not even just like you know like when when you brand a cow yeah it's a it's like a, a brand you know like you see that where it's just like a right a fast you know uh, what a, a, a fast brand like where they just tap them with the yeah with a thing for a second or two yeah this they're they're using this cottering iron, which is like a pen, mm. and drawing oh, the brand. Actually, yeah. Oh, I see. I thought it was. Yeah. No. It's allegedly. It, uh, no. It's it's not actual, just. No. It's it's not like a brand. It's like, like a tattoo almost. It's almost like a tattoo because basically what she has allegedly said is that uh, the that that a tattoo wasn't didn't show the commitment enough. Oh wow. Wow, that she that's thought there, there's some yeah and and they're basically sitting there and 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 it's because you can imagine like if if somebody if somebody were to like just stamp your hand with a stamp right that takes two seconds but if i were to take time to draw the same thing that was on that stamp with uh with, with like a, a big pen or something <laughs> that's so, basically the difference between so being burned for two seconds isn't enough you gotta be burned for like 12 minutes they, 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 they said it would take a half hour to an hour to do this. So you got to be burned for an hour to, be, to prove your commitment. Yeah. And Alice Mack is allegedly the second in command of, 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 of Nexium of and, and, and the leader, uh, allegedly, of this DOS, um, also called the VOW. Which is, which is supposed to be like a movement within the movement. Yeah. I guess. To empower women. To, yeah, it was supposed to be a But women. somehow it's very opposite of empowering because because nothing says empowering woman than having a name that says master slave submission yeah and and you know being branded and allegedly being um you know made to have sex with keith ranieri right so so so, so if you want to look up more of this stuff i highly recommend yeah. doing it you can get you can get trapped like i have in, so, in a rabbit hole for like weeks it's amazing reading about this to, it's it's very scary i mean a lot of you probably have heard about this but it's just so 
weird that the dichotomy between this and the uh, and that scene the in scene this movie. The scene comes out of nowhere, and and, and, and the scene weird, is very women empowering. It is. It's such a weird movie to do it though. It's 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 like it's just like thrown in mm-hmm. there. I mean, it'll be it's like I I so I come across stuff like this all the time in movies where I'm like. This scene is so good that it really deserves to be it like another. Deserves movie. to be in a better movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. Because yeah. she's like twelve years old at this point, or thirteen. Yeah. And this guy just like just totally lays a kiss on her, and like again, this is nineteen ninety seven. This is it was yeah. normal for movies to like you know the guys got chased the girl and then to prove you know he's just got to lay a kiss on her to really show that he's interested in her and then yeah I mean the, the, this this was a I mean. This was like a couple of years before, uh, before like American Pie and stuff right. like that. You know, it's not like the era of you know, Me Too and right. stuff. And then this is like, I mean, not not saying that American Pie is necessarily promoting any kind of, you know, besides with Stifler, but that's another. No, story. it's yeah, not. But it still but, has its same like, got so my wild oats. Got, yeah, you know, I mean the whole like, the whole idea of that film is to lose their virginity, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, but this. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just so weird. This Me Too scene in the middle of a of of, of, of a nineteen of Honey, we shrunk ourselves, <laughs> and being played out by someone who allegedly is a second in command of, of a sex cult. She, she she's been arrested. I mean, that's the other thing too. She's been arrested. Right. I don't know when this will air, but uh, she's got a trial in two, in um in uh, October of twenty eighteen, a hearing or whatever. Um, she's right now out on bail, living with her parents. In California, on um, it was like a five million dollar bail. Wow. Um, she's she's uh, under house arrest there. Um, and Keith Raniere's in jail as well. He's he they wouldn't give him any bail because he's a flight risk. They were mm-hmm. arrest they were both arrested in Mexico. They had they had escaped to Mexico and they were brought back wow. to the United States by the like it was like the FBI or somebody involved. So that's not alleged. That all actually did happen. Yeah, that actually. So, <laughs> So we don't so, we don't have to say alleged. For yeah, <laughs> but so you know, and she—I don't know. It it just it's just so disheartening when you see this scene and you're like, this little girl in this movie. I know. I I know it was just a character she was playing, and you know, people, you know, and I mean, I'm sure though she, and I'm sure you know, I I don't know. I mean, I don't want to presume how she's thinking, but obviously, she's been brainwashed or something's going right. on, and I mean her point of view on life has changed since then well, she played it so sincere yeah, that I mean, scene too and, i mean it yeah was... and, and she was i mean and a lot of people are big fans of hers from smallville she was on that for you know ever um i don't know how many years that show was on it was on like you know half a dozen, I, I half never, a dozen or more years i, I never, never watched, watched it, it i never did either it was on for like eight yeah i mean i, I watched it i watched the like the first season and i remember thinking you know wow you know her character chloe was cool and mm-hmm. she was she was this um high school reporter who was always trying to get to the truth and all this other stuff which is kind of ironic mm. too so it's yeah. just kind of funny when you watch when you go back and look at the characters she played and how like motivating and empowering to women they were yeah to her ending up uh getting involved in nexium sometimes people just they like they want to believe in someone or something and they want to relinquish their control because it makes them feel safe, I guess, or secure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, it's hard to presume what someone's motivations are for joining any type of organization like that. But it usually has something to do with wanting to relinquish your own responsibility to someone else so that they can tell you what to do and you can basically get 
brownie points or whatever. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes you just want to have some have some kind of. It, it's almost like a like a letting go of control type thing. Mm-hmm. But then you actually it, sometimes you feel like you have control because of that because yeah, you have some kind of like order in your life. Yeah, it's something. weird. You let go of control, but then that oh. itself becomes an aspect of this. It's, it's very paradox kind of thing. But anyway, that was a, a that was a nice little tangent. An we interesting went on. So, necessary detour because that yes. scene is such. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but and, it's like wow. And like, I mean, I I mean, I planned to like maybe mention the whole Allison Mack thing before I saw this movie because I mm-hmm. saw she was in the cast, and then I didn't expect the 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 whole like you know paradox or whatever you want to call it between that scene and the reality and the it's just kind of weird. But but back to the movie though. Okay, after <laughs> after that scene, <laughs> after after the Me Too scene, um, we have a we have an instance where uh, they finally. Um, in the other room, Ricky King and his buddies are like messing up the living room, trashing the, trashing place, the yeah. place. And uh, Wayne and Gordon were working on trying to rewire the uh, the stereo system so they could use the uh, use the speaker as a microphone, which you can do, mm-hmm. um, and uh, use the use the speaker as a microphone so they could uh, broadcast out to the uh, kids so they could find them and basically save them. And so, and, and I will tell you this: Stuart Pankin is probably my favorite actor in the movie, who plays Gordon. Oh yeah. I don't know. He's just funny. <laughs> as as you know, the as Wayne's brother, he's I just find him really funny in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he he does this. They do the scene. Wayne's inside, and he's. I actually was impressed with the set there too. The the little inside of the stereo, the all the circuitry and everything. It was actually a pretty well made set, and that was an actual set as opposed to half the movie seems to be done on blue screen. Or green screen, or whatever you want to call it, yeah. and uh, but uh, they rewire the thing, and Gordon talks to the kids through it and pretends to be God, talking to the kids, and he tells uh, Ricky King where he lives and all this other stuff, and the kids kind of freak out and go home, and then they realize, oh, wait, wait, God sounds like Dad. <laughs> Jenny and Mitch realize that. Turns right? out your dad has been God all <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> And so, uh, so, so the the basically, then we we have the whole thing where the movie ties itself up. They get the they get the um, parents all into little Hot Wheels and carry them upstairs. Hot Wheels. Yeah, Hot Wheels. That was that was another. They're made by Mattel, by the way. Yeah. And if Mattel would like to sponsor this podcast, you can contact me at all two real two podcast at gmail dot com. I doubt Mattel is they, they won't, but yeah. it's, it's you nice know, to call out. Because I like Mattel. You know, they make good toys like Barbie yeah. and Hot Wheels. Hot and, Wheels and Barbie. I mean. and, and some other stuff, too. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that. Sorry for sniffing right there into the microphone. No, it's okay. Very unattractive sound, but. Uh, <laughs> no, there we go. There's some more att- unattractive sounds. Anyways. We'll <laughs> um. But, but yes, yeah, so so things kind of tie up, and they 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 question whether they should uh, make the parents big again because oh yeah, you know, right. like out of nowhere, it's like okay, you guys realize you do need your parents, right? I, I mean, like, you're 12 years old, it's like, and what you're just gonna like, keep your parents <laughs> shrunk for the rest of their lives, you <laughs> fucking assholes, like yeah, because they're, they're like um like Adam's something like I got a hamster cage I could keep them in, <laughs> but uh the um so so then the the movie then ends. With a scene where they they let they let uh, Adam go to baseball camp, they come back from baseball camp and they pull.
pull into the driveway and uh and uh Wayne's like, Oh, I moved the tiki man to the backyard and then they pull up to the house and quite possibly one of the worst special effects I've he ever seen. Blew up the tiki man. Yeah, it looks absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, it's just kind of photoshopped onto the Shot For one there. thing, I'm pretty sure that the entire neighborhood would complain about that, and he had to remove it. No one yeah, wants y- to usually, see I mean, I mean, we had we had a car in my yard one time that didn't run for a little while. We had not in the yard, but in the in the driveway. We had it for like a couple weeks in the driveway, and a neighbor called us on that. I'm pretty sure a neighbor would call you about a freaking tiki man. Wait, what? Your neighbor called because he had a car in your driveway? Yeah, there, there was a, a car that wasn't running for like a month or two or something like that. Or so maybe, what? Maybe. You're not allowed to have your cars in your driveway? I, don't get um, I guess you have to have a, you have to move your car every so often legally. What? You can't have a car sitting in your driveway, and it's they're stupid. Why? Laws. I mean, if you park it there in that same spot every day anyway, so what difference does it make? I guess there's some stupid laws. That is so stupid. That, that, if a, that if a car goes unmoved for a certain amount of time, it's different in every city. Okay, I guess, so just put it in neutral and move it like two feet. There you go. Yeah. There's your, your but I guess you're supposed to drive your car every so often legally. That's so stupid. It's your whatever. Yeah, I, I know it. But 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 anyways, whatever. you know, na- neighbors will complain about stuff like that, or like if your grass is overgrown a little bit. Right. I mean, you think somebody's gonna complain about a freaking tiki man in the Huge backyard? Huge ass statue. I mean, this is going on like. It, like, it's 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 at least a story or two taller than yeah, the house. It's like, yeah, that was the end of the movie. That was that, yeah. I thought that was so stupid when I saw that. I'm and like, that's how we tied up the, uh, the, the whole Honey I Shrunk the Kids trilogy. Yeah, and until they kind of rebooted as a TV series right. with Peter Scolari a year or two later. Right. But um, but so um, there were a couple a couple of things um. I wanted to bring up some 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 major like goofs within the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like to point things out like this, but actually I do. Mm. Why did I say I don't? Because <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's there's a scene where after Mitch has fainted and Adam and Jenny are feeding him a banana, Jenny is speaking to Mitch, but her lips aren't moving correctly. If you watch it, you know, it's the little bit of a dub that's messed up. Um, at around 33 minutes into the movie, when um, Adam and Mitch are playing with their uh, their uh, chili volcano, mm. and it is uh, getting ready to erupt. That thing was, like, nasty. Yeah. There's a random hand of a of a crew member. Pushing the balloon back down into the volcano. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you watch it, there's like... I actually remember seeing this, but, you know, this there's this random hand that is not Mitch's and it's not Adam's. Because they're on the other side of the of the counter and the hand is coming from the other direction. Oh, wow, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it, it's so fast you can barely notice it. But there's like another scene. There's I think, I think it's when they're in the... Uh, when they're inside... I think it's when they're inside the Roach Motel thing because like oh yeah they at one point the the parents hide inside of a roach of a little uh roach trap to, to hide from the roach killing them oh okay i forgot about that. yeah um they they're inside there and you can actually see the boom pole or oh, the, wow. the, the, the or the boom like you know so coming wow. down into the shot and then there's some other times where the uh background isn't lined up with the foreground and stuff in the blue screen shots. I guess didn't have a great editing team or, or I don't know <laughs> what's going on. It, it happens. I mean, I've 
seen it happen. Maybe they rushed I, I, it. I, I've seen it in um, in very very expensive movies where you've seen a boom shot. Oh, wow. You know, I, but I remember one time there was some movie I saw a long time ago with Kevin Pollak. I can't remember what it was, but there was a boom mic visible in like probably about four or five different scenes, very visible in the movie. So you know things get released that have decent budgets but i don't know anyways but uh so yeah the i don't know there's 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 some other revealing mistakes and stuff in there but it's just you know up to you to find them but you know i recommend you know not watching this movie um (laughs) how about you good easter egg yeah i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't i would not recommend this really i mean if you want to watch it for whatever reason fine but i mean it's probably you know like if 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 you're watching some kids or you have kids or whatever and you need something to, you know, kill time with, it's not like it's a horrible movie. Like a kid-friendly movie, yeah. Yeah. You know, something that's decent. You know, kid fr- kid-friendly movie with a good, like, Me Too uh, yeah, I mean, thing in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, that's important now, too. Because, it is. Because kids are younger and younger now. So maybe you should are, watch this movie are, are, you know, with your kids. And, like, courting rituals, which, you know... We wouldn't even do until we were teenagers. Now they're doing like ten or eleven, so yeah. like it is and good, plus, I guess, to watch something like this. I mean, I mean, like I said, yeah, it's something good to watch with your kids, maybe, and you know, maybe not, you know, by yourself when you're forty years old, no. and, um, <laughs> like I did. But um, well, well you had to watch it for yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> so can I can I go back to this car thing? No, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, go ahead. Now. So what if you have like two or three cars, like a two three car family, and well, for whatever reason, you just don't like to drive that one car. So you're saying that you're forced to have to drive that car to go to the grocery store one week, even if you like to I drive think you the have other to, car? I don't know. I mean, it, there, there's some I mean, stupid laws. Like, I, I just know that we got in trouble and we had to move the car. That's bullshit. Because like, the car the card stopped running. I mean, okay. that, that's one thing. That's but, the reason why. But but, but still, I mean, it, we ended up getting it fixed and or something. I can't remember exactly what went down because like, this was like 20 years it's ago. It's like, this is my but, grocery car. Yeah. Car. This is, this mm-hmm. is the car I like to go and shop at. So the law is telling me that yeah. at some point, but I guess if, if it's out, to, if it's outside, you have to like. I mean, obviously, if you have a car inside of a garage, what you if don't you have, have like a it? long ass driveway, like at my house, where it's not an eyesore because the car is parked way up close to the maybe, house? Maybe that's the difference because I had a shorter driveway. I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe, but it's still it's, I, whatever. I think it's stupid. I just think it was an asshole neighbor. I think, of ours. I think I know what neighbor you're talking about. Yeah, that piece of shit that used to. Throw beer, throw beer cans in my backyard. Yeah, and stuff. I should yeah. call a piece of shit. But yeah, anyways, trouble, it's okay. It's all right. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, people like that. You know, when I was growing up, you know, people are just assholes. I mean, I, I mean, because you know, <laughs> this is a weird turn for this podcast. Yes. By I'm the sorry. way, here, here's some word of wisdom, folks. People are just assholes. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Deal with it, I guess. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I've always been trying to figure out a way to sign off these. Uh, these podcasts. And I, always, and I always ruin it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the new way to sign off is I just say people are assholes. People are assholes. Deal with <laughs> Don't, it. <laughs> deal with it. Don't be an asshole. All right. Anyways, uh, you know, be sure to, you know, check us out on CullenPark.com and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else, Matt? Oh, man. I was I, I actually have something to recommend this time, but I totally oh. forgot about it. Well, no. I'm, oh, well. We can do that on the next we'll one. We'll do that next one, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know if I want to do recommendations on this one. Oh, Anyways, okay. So, all right. So we have so many different podcasts going on. Yeah. It's, so it's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard to kind of remember. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So the the that's uh that's all for now, folks. Um. You know, go out there and uh, be good to each other. Have a have a good. Yeah. Be good to each other. Have a great 
day and night. And remember, if you do not have a bubble machine, Mike is not going to your party. No. It's not happening. So, no, so, so if, if, you, if you would like to email me at all2real2podcast at gmail.com and invite me to a party, please, in the body of that email, let me know if you're going to have a bubble machine at your party. And maybe I'll show up. All right. Goodbye, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.